The gospel we just read is the conclu concludes that episode of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Uh, the opening lines of this gospel refer to the conclusion of that event. The two, the two disciples recounted to him what had taken place to them on the way and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. And so, so these two disciples, just to recap for a moment about these two disciples, these two disciples had left Jerusalem. They'd left Jerusalem, they'd left Jerusalem because when they saw Jesus die on the cross, they had given up hope. And even though they had heard the first testimonies already of the resurrection, they didn't find in those testimonies uh, enough for them to believe. And therefore they were going home, they were leaving, they were departing from this adventure that had overtaken their lives uh, for a significant period, for a number of years. We know that two, these two disciples were important, in a sense, in the community. They were towards the center of the community because when they returned to Jerusalem, they were easily able to gain entry to that upper room where the apostles were gathered, um, were, were gathered in fear uh, and waiting and uh, not knowing what to do but to be together. And then this gospel, we have Jesus arrives in the midst, and they are startled and terrified. Um, why are you troubled, Jesus says to them. Why are you troubled? Jesus often asks these questions, and at sometimes it may seem to us that uh, Jesus overdoes it a little bit with these questions. Why are you troubled? Like the time when they were in the boat in the storm, and the storm is about to... Uh, overwhelm the boat and they wake up Jesus and he says again why are you troubled why are you troubled Jesus asks this question be precisely because of what the experience of living with Jesus has has opened and shown to these people and if they were if they were to live truly if they were to be entirely open and honest uh, with the experience that they have lived, they would not find themselves in these positions. They would not find themselves overwhelmed by fear in his company, and they would not be astounded uh, and, uh, and uh, startled and terrified by the fact that he was there. And they thought that he was seeing a goat. They were seeing a ghost. Um, what's wrong here is their method. What's wrong here is entirely their method. We also have the example of St. Thomas, who wasn't here when today's gospel took place. And he very explicitly says, uh, and it's, it echoes in a way those disciples on the road to Emmaus, but him they did not see. The apostles on the road to Emmaus explain what they're doing by saying to Jesus, even though they didn't recognize him, yeah, some women from our group went to the grave and they came back and they didn't see him, but indeed they said he was alive. And then the apostles went to see uh, and everything was just like the women said, but him they did not see. Bum, bum, bum. Him they did not see and away they walk. Thomas, unless I put my hands in his side and in the wounds in his hands and his feet, I will not believe. And these very disciples, the ones who were closest to Jesus, were troubled and they thought that they were seeing a ghost. What is, what is wrong here? What is wrong here? And how does it in some way 
point to us a way in which we also can get this whole thing wrong. What I would say is wrong, to put it in a few brief sentences is, as I said, their method, the way of coming to know, the way of arriving at a certainty about what's going on and about that life and adventure in which they've been involved for all this time. Jesus himself at one time, when they're all worried about how they're going to get enough food to feed thousands of people, he says, why are you afraid? Do you not remember what happened the last time? Do you not remember? Are you not, are you not watching? Are you not paying attention? Are you not, are you not building? Are you not building a certainty? Are you not deriving a judgment? Are you not involved in a work that is deriving a judgment for you about who I am? What have you been doing these three years? How have you used these three years? How have you used what you have seen? How have you used the experience that you have had of being with me in these last three years? That now when I stand in your midst, risen from the dead, you think that you are seeing a ghost and you are terrified by my very presence. My friends, they are not paying attention. They are not allowing, they're not, they haven't yet reached the maturity to allow them to build from all that Jesus has been doing despite his greatest efforts. Uh, he has given them so many opportunities to see, to know, and to trust, uh, and to come to, uh, to come to find in him something entirely and completely reliable for their lives. And that's why, in all of these cases, they're astounded and they can't believe and they're going home or they're departing uh, from the scene uh, that has involved their lives in these days because they don't know adequately how to use their reason. They don't know adequately how to, uh, how to determine, how to arrive, how to judge. St. Paul will later say, summarizing the work that they in some way have failed to do, he will say, test everything and hold on to that which is true. They, they haven't managed to test everything. And therefore, they ha they, they, and therefore they ha there's nothing that they can hold on to. They're confused. They're confused and everything is jumbled and without, without certainty. And they're confused about what's going on because they haven't yet learned to test everything and hold on to that which is true. They have to remember what they have lived. They have to bear in mind all that they have lived. And they have to look at him and the experience they lived with him. And only then will they come to a certainty. And this will be the task for which Jesus will send the Holy Spirit to keep them the very thing that Jesus says about the gift of the Holy Spirit is he will send the Holy Spirit to keep them, to keep in their minds, to keep them, to keep their memories alive and aware of everything that he has taught them. The Holy Spirit will be the one who will ev eventually allow and, and, and lead the church on the great journey of this work of faith that he has carried out uh, throughout these 2,000 years giving life to this mystical body of Jesus that lives among us still. So where does this go for us? 
This goes for us to our way of knowing our faith, the way of affirming our faith. It goes back to all that the Lord has done in our lives. Everything we, like the apostles, need to pay attention to the experience that we live. And we need to build from that experience, in that experience, each experience again and again, contributing contributing evidence, contributing uh, clues to the reality of what's going on until in us there builds up a great certainty, a great certainty about Christ, a great faith in Christ. This is a gift for which we need to ask. And this, as I've said in all my masses this Easter season, this is the work of the Easter season. I pointed out often that we're familiar in some way with the work of Lent, we know that you give up things and you make sacrifices and you give alms and you pray more. That's the work of Lent. And we all kind of know how to do it, right? And we've done it with some success, some not success, but we've done it. But now we come to Easter and sometimes we don't know what the work of Easter is. We don't know what the work of Easter is. And the work of Easter is precisely this work of 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 of, of learning, of discovering, of feeling, of touching of engaging, of experiencing the victory of Christ, experiencing the victory of Christ in our own lives. So we will not be startled when he comes to us, but we will welcome his sweet presence and find deep and profound gladness for our lives. So let us ask as we, can, as we celebrate the Mass today that we may engage ever so eagerly as we did in Lent, but even more so that we may engage in this great and vital work of the Easter season, the discovery and the recognition in our midst that Christ is alive. <laughs>